0: Storytelling is marketing's oxygen. Your brand cannot survive without it. Hi, my name is Nyquia and I'm the founder of The Marketing Profit, a global digital marketing agency. I have mastered the art of storytelling and marketing strategy from the greatest storyteller of all time, yes girl you got that right i'm talking about jesus christ the scriptures stories and strategies podcast is here to help faith-based content creators create a universal community within their online business that sparks engagement prompts actions and generates income using lessons from the only business book you really need your bible let's begin faith friend. Welcome back to another faith Field episode. If you are new, hey, I am your host Nyquia. And if you skip past my podcast introduction, it's okay. I do it too. You probably have no clue who I am. I am the founder of The Marketing Profit, which is a global SEO and digital marketing agency, a business educational platform, and a faith-based communi- global community for freedom fiending female entrepreneurs, say that three times fast, <laughs> who love to mix business with Christianity. And if that sounds like a community you see yourself a part of, then you will love this podcast because scripture, stories, and strategy is all about using the Bible as your number one business book. So in today's episode, we're actually going to talk about the topic, be careful who you listen to, and specifically when you're making business decisions or running your business in general. See, life is really just one continuous series of decisions, but we are not left to figure it all out by ourselves, okay, guys? So God has given us directions for wise decision-making and promises of his divine guidance if we'll listen to him. So God also provides other people who can help us when we don't know what to do. But we must be cautious because not all advice is beneficial. Our goal shall always be to seek, God counsel, seek godly counsel first that will aid us in discovering God's will. So today I am bringing on a very special guest who is going to share some insight of being an influencer and influencer coach and how listening to the wrong advice has negatively impacted her business in the past and what she has learned in order to help others not make the same mistakes that she has. So, Before I introduce our special guest, of course, I want to quote some scripture that aligns with today's message. And today's scripture is from Proverbs 19.20. It's a short one. And it says, listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. So um, now it's time to introduce today's guest, Kalia Nicole. So Kalia is a Jesus loving influencer and influencer coach that teaches women how to monetize their platform and skill sets through partnerships with their bra- dream brands. When she's not coaching guys, you can find her creating goofy dance reels for Instagram, scouting out the best taco spots or weightlifting in the gym. And may I ask, she just got engaged. So I'm keeping up with her. Like she's looking for a venue right now. So I'm like, where's she gonna pick? She's going to pick this place? So definitely follow her along on Instagram for more uh, influencing and brand partnership, uh, uh, just ideas and quotes and tips and strategies. And also um, her everyday life is just really, really interesting. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome on Kaylea. Hello, Kaylea. How are you? Hello. I'm
1: so good. I am pumped about number one, to be here in general. And next to that, to be chatting about this topic. We were talking right before this, that I've never done a podcast or interview on this topic before, but man, have I learned a lot about it over the years of being in business and being in the space. And so I'm really excited to share kind of, uh, lots of my failures and also some of the wins. So you can learn, like we said, from, from my mistakes. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I'm so
0: excited. And like for anyone who's listening, Um, What I love about bringing on experts onto this podcast is that I want to paint the picture that not all of us know what we are doing. So um, you see like a highlight reel of Kaylee's life and it's a fun highlight reel to watch. But what I also love about Kaylee is that she also shares um, sometimes her burdens or sometimes her failures with her, with her audience. And it makes us seem like, wow, this is actually a real person. Not only is she like, you know, getting these dream brand deals, but she's just like me in a way. She always shares faith-based tips as well. So I want everybody to know that we're all in the same boat when it comes to making the right decision or seeking out godly counsel. Some of us don't even know how to seek out godly counsel or what it looks like. So I'm happy to have Kalia on here and I have a couple of questions I wanna ask you girls. So if you're ready, we can hop on into it. Yes, let's do it. Okay. All right, so I wrote like a list of consequences, right? That um, Mm -hmm. happens when you're not listening to godly counsel. So here are some of the consequences I wrote down. So if we don't listen to godly counsel, one consequence is one, we might make the wrong decision. Uh, We might be deceived. We can be controlled by the person who's giving us that decision. It may cost us financially, it could separate friendships. it can even injure our marriage or our relationship with our significant other. We can turn away from trusting God and turn to trusting a person who may not be in line with God's will. Uh, we also might be encouraged to make decisions that violates God's word, or we may be led astray and lead someone else astray as well. So with all those consequences, Kalia, I'm curious, Pick two of those consequences that I talked about, and can you share how two of those consequences of listening to ungodly counsel has negatively impacted your business and how you
1: fixed it? Absolutely. So going through the list, you know, I can guarantee that in some aspects, you know, listening to ungodly counsel has resulted in all of those consequences, you know, (laughs) because for, for full honesty, you know, I wasn't a Christian all my life, growing up in a Christian home, dedicated to the Lord, you know, that just wasn't my story. And it wasn't until about two years ago that I really started to follow the Lord and dedicate my life to him and surrender to him. So there was years, you know, I'm 23 now. And so all before that, you know, I had years, two decades of listening to ungodly counsel. So I saw a lot of those consequences, but when we're coming to business, the two that really stuck out to me and they're kind of together is making the wrong decision and it costing me financially. So the backstory with that, you know, I'm a, a serial investor, in my business, I've invested thousands and thousands because I'm young. I didn't want to try and <laughs> figure it out myself. I wanted to, you know, go from step one to step 10 and not wait, you know, five years to, to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So there was a time that I invested in a really amazing coach, knew her stuff. six figure entrepreneur, really respected her work. However, she didn't believe in the Lord you know? And wow, so okay. with that, you know, it caused me to make some business decisions that I didn't have total peace about spiritually. And again, I made this decision previously when I wasn't necessarily super following the Lord. I need Jesus. I believed, you know, I, I said, I was a Christian, believe in faith, but fruits of the spirit didn't really align. Okay. so <laughs> I wasn't necessarily like, I need to find someone that is, you know, mission minded for the kingdom. I need to find someone that loves the Lord. I just wanted to find a good business coach. And I did. And so with that, you know, even you know, we got the gift of the Holy Spirit, so our conscience is like, oh, maybe this is not the best thing, or it is. Even if you're not necessarily sold out for the Lord, mm-hmm. so I made you know a few decisions of you know kind of how I was going to either run my programs or you know other things I was going to invest in that they suggested, or uh, you know just how I was going to go about marketing myself or selling or speaking to people in DMs, whatever. And it wasn't necessarily like anything like, oh my gosh, why would you do? You know, but so <laughs> it was like the little things that you could get away with, but deep down in your spirit, you're like have total peace about this. Right. So I did them in Why did I do them? I, I did them anyway, because back then that's what other successful coaches were doing. Wow. Right. That's how you got to, I want to be a six figure earner. I want to be a seven figure earner. I want to have, uh, the, the fame. I want to have the platform. I want to have right what the world tells us success looks like. So I did that because that's what other successful people were doing. And, and so that's what I did. Right. But at the end of the day, it really made me reevaluate my definition of success. Mm -hmm. And it also made me realize that my definition of success at that time was really based on the world's standards. It it wasn't based on God's standards. And honestly, I'm in a season right now where I am again, reevaluating my definition of success because I pulled away from, oh, my definition of success was have to be a six figure earner, a seven figure earner, have to have the 10 K months, have to have you know, the crazy, nice apartment or house or have to have, you know, like previously the social media was keeping up with the Joneses. Now it's keeping up with everyone else you see on Instagram, right. Or social media anywhere. Mm -hmm. So here I was trying to keep up, keep up, keep up. I was, you know, constantly trying to keep up with, with what people were saying success looked like, especially as a coach and, you know, reevaluated that. Well, then I got to this point over the last few months where I was like, Holy cow, my new definition of success has been extreme productivity to the point of burnout. Wow. Okay. Massive, grinding, massive hustling. And that's not what God calls us to. God doesn't call us to work seven days a week, you know, 12 hours, days, no rest, no play, no leisure time, no, no time for recharging. Oh, just work, 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 work. So I realized that my success was really me. Like my definition was making just this, uh, idol out of constantly working. And wow. also, which made me realize the deeper root of that is my idol was self-sufficiency. Wow. Okay. So I was like, I'm like, question number one, let's go there. My idol was self-sufficiency because I was like, God, I have to work this hard to be able to provide for myself because I don't trust that you'll provide for me.
0: Wow. Okay. So
1: I I've been reevaluating that these last three months. And then I got engaged, like you said, and I was like, holy cow, I'm going to be married. I'm going to be a wife. Mm -hmm. If I'm working this month, that's not sustainable. And that's not going to be really life giving to my marriage. That's going to happen. Right. So reevaluating, right? Constant reevaluating, constant pivoting. And so with this, it caused me to make the wrong decision. It cost me a lot financially because that investment was thousands. Like it was a five figure investment that I wow. feel like didn't really get me very far to what I wanted to do because I was, you know, trying to get from A to B. And then I made all these pit stops that weren't even the right pit stops to make along the way. So how did I fix that? What I did is, you know, I. I Finish out the term with that coach. Okay, I then went and hired a business coach that was, you know, God fearing, and yes. that understood that my, my business was kingdom minded. And also keep in mind too that these these fixes, right, or these pivots of, okay, well, how did you go from, oh, not you know, coach that doesn't love the Lord to coach that does? Well, as my business has grown, as my mindset has changed, right? That's changed is. I've really developed my relationship with the Lord. So between me hiring the coach that didn't love the Lord to me, hiring the one that did, I went from Christian. Yeah, God, you're cool. I believe in (laughs) you, but I don't live for you to God. I, I surrender all to you. Right. So that changed my decisions that I was making, right? The counsel that I was searching for. So I hired this new business coach. And then I not only made back my original investment with the previous coach, but like two or three times that. And so God really redeemed that whole situation, you know, and I was able to really create a stronger foundation for my business that stood on God's word and stood on biblical principles, which has caused the success to not necessarily be, you know, maybe it's what the world thinks, but for me, the the success and the definition that has changed so much where now I have freedom of time. Now, if I don't wanna, you know, I wanna have a longer time in the morning to spend with the Lord, And go work out and really work on myself right invest in myself I don't need to work until 12 or 1pm and that's okay right that's my definition of success, so I think overall. When we're looking at godly counsel it's important to you know number one evaluate hey where am I really at And, and am I making decisions that are you know in alignment with where I want to be. Right? In terms of like, God, where are you leading me? God, what are you calling me to? You know, am I making decisions in alignment with that? And also, what is your definition of success? Really evaluate that in a very actionable step, realistic standpoint, right? If we take even spirituality, faith, Christianity out of the equation. What's your definition of success? Because if your definition of success is not rooted in the word, right? And not rooted in being kingdom minded, mission minded, uh, God, I want what you want for my life over anything I want for my life minded, then no matter what you're certain, you know, godly counsel, you're going to search for something that's going to fit that definition of success versus God. Ultimately, I want your will to be done. I want you to get glory through my business. And so I need to find godly counsel that will lead me to those things.
0: I love that, Kaylee. I love how you went so deep just within the first question. That's I was like, oh God, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I'm actually I actually learned something new. I didn't know I uh, just watching you the last couple of years, I thought, you know, you were always a Christian. I didn't know that within the last two years, you really, you know, really started to seek out the Lord and really became um, you know, that Christian influencer God wanted you to be. So that was really eye-opening to me. And I love the fact how you said that you, um, your decisions, you kind of, it became more of like an idol and, you know, when it comes to Christianity you know, he, we, we shouldn't have any idols, you know, no. at the end of the day, you know, God is the only one that we really need. And yep. so I love the fact that you said that. And I also love the fact that you said that you have to define your own success Because just because, uh, you know, world success says those 10,000 months, those 5,000 months. And if you're not making that, then all of a sudden you're starting to look at, okay, what am I doing wrong? Cause after that, (laughs) you start chasing the money then actually helping people within your business and giving back. So I love that you said that. And it actually brings me to my second question, because you talked about how once you were done with that coach you actually hired a business manager that was kingdom driven. So yeah. um, for my second question, so Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. So what criteria do you use for choosing a counselor or for your business uh, manager that you did go with or someone to talk to specifically when it comes to your business? So how important is it that the advice is shaped by the word of God?
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's imperative. I've realized now it's imperative that the advice is rooted in the Word of God, you know. Because after many years of not listening to godly counsel for number one, or this is a big one, listening to what I thought was godly counsel that turned out to not be rooted in the Word, right? Wow. I recognize the importance. Like it has to be rooted in the Word, and also we need to do our due diligence with fact checking with the Bible. Great. Thank you. I, yes, say it louder. that you gave that advice. Can you show me where it is in the word, right? I would straight up be like, hey, can you give me a biblical reference for that? So I can go look at it for myself. And that's not to be like, "Mm, I don't believe you and Mm -hmm. tell me what it, it's like, no, let me make sure Mm -hmm. that I'm doing my due diligence and fact-checking with the word because if it doesn't line up with the word, throw it out. And and something my mom has always told me and she was like, you know, Kaylee, you you can listen to people, you know, that don't know Jesus, right? It's not that they never have any good advice, right? Mm -hmm. That's right you know, it, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's like uh first John one, four, it says, you know, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the spirit, right? This Ooh, is why bro. we need to fact check. This is why we need to look through it. And my mom always says, sometimes there will even be Christians and believers that say, here's this advice. Here's this wisdom. Oh, oh, the Lord said, whatever. Right. You still have to filter through that. Like that's discernment filtering yes. through other people's advice or other people's words of wisdom that they're giving you discernment is filtering through that and saying okay also god what do you want me to grab from this what do you want me to toss out it's kind of like you know those things you take to the beach and you put sand in them and then you shake them and the shells come out yes it's like shake every piece of advice you get shake every wisdom piece and what are the shells what does god want you to take from that what do you need to fact check always fact check all of it right yeah but don't believe everyone who claims to speak by the spirit okay make sure you do your due diligence with that And again, not to say I haven't gotten great realistic advice from people that aren't Christians. I definitely have. You know, it's not to say, oh, Christians are the only one that give good advice. But at the end of the day, you know, I will say like what's always gotten me further and what's always truly impacted my business. In, in a in whole is advice that's been shaped by and rooted in the word of God because ultimately that's what my business is for. It's like you know I don't do business to just be rich. I don't do business yes. to be famous. I'm not an influencer so everyone knows my name. I want to use my platform. So people know God's name. I want people to see me and see the Lord. And then I want them to ask me, what is it about you? You're so different. You got joy. What you, you know, you always seem happy. What is, what is this? Oh, let me tell you about my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. You know, like (laughs) these conversations like that. Right. So beyond that, of just, you know, making sure that these people are, it's rooted in the Lord. The advice is rooted in the Lord. Always fact checking that. I would say I'm also looking for people that don't just tell me what I want to hear, but what I need to hear. I need people that are, are honest. You know, I need people that can tell me things that are hard to hear and that are probably like, oh gosh, that stung a little bit, but that's what I needed because the word says that we need to to surround ourselves with people that sharpen us like iron, right? So I'm looking for people that are going to be iron in my life. I want that accountability. I want you to call me out. I don't need fluff. It's going to be okay. It's going to be, you know what, actually, you know why you're dealing with this is because this is how you've been acting. You know what I mean? Like I need people that are going to be straight up with me. I need that iron in my life. And then I would say, lastly, you know, in, I would say probably one of the biggest things too, when I, we, we learn a lot about how, you know, we are a culmination of the five people we spend the most time with, right? So we need to be really, really cautious about who we let and our circle. And there, there are different types of circles, right? Like we, we see in the Bible that, you know, the Lord had the 12 disciples. That was his people. But then he didn't take everyone to the garden of, I always mess this up, but the garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane. Uh, so yes, Yes, you know, I think know, so. It's like what I don't even know, how to say it, but y'all know what I'm talking about. He didn't take every single disciple, he didn't take everyone. That was even more inner circle, right? So there's different layers, I think, of friendship, of relationships, of who we let really close to us. But I'm talking about inner circle, you know, we need to be really especially cautious about who we really let into our lives on that deep of a level. But when it comes to business, you know, I I I even, so business and also just regular, all of my friends are in their late twenties, early Mm thirties. I have one or two friends that are, you know, I have one friend that's younger than me. One friend that's my age. Everyone else is 28, 29, 30, 31. I'm 23. Why do I do that? I want to surround myself with people that are steps ahead of me because number one, I've definitely grown up a lot with like what I've walked through my story. so I act a little bit older than my actual age, (laughs) but that they're wiser. They're wiser. They've walked through a lot more. And I want that wisdom in my life. Next to that, when it comes to business, you know, I don't always like to go to people that are in the exact same season or similar places. Like I'm looking to gain wisdom from people that have been there and done that already that have walked through the fire and are just coming out like, okay, I made it. They're like, I came out and I'm thriving. And here's how I got out of that. Right. Here's what I did. Here's how I navigated that. So I have a range, but especially in business, I'm always surrounding myself with people that are in positions that I want to be in one day. Whether that's in terms of character, whether that's in terms of business, you know, whether that's in terms of their relationships, right? Like right now, surrounding myself with people that have really strong, incredible, uh, godly marriages—that's really important for me right now to be around those kinds of people. I'm about to walk into marriage. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I've never been married. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody help, right? So I'm going to not surround myself with people that are like, yeah, I've been through three divorces, and I have, you know, all like I'm going to surround myself with people. That's not where I want to be. That's not, you know, that's okay if that's your story. No judgment. But who I want in my life right now, who I'm surrounding myself with is you got, you know, five, six kids. You guys love each other on, you know, fire for the Lord. You're on mission together. Like I'm asking you questions. I want to know, how did you get there? What did you do when you were, when you were newlyweds, what did you, right? So surround yourself with people that are in positions that you want to be in one day. It doesn't always have to be positions business-wise, but it can be character-wise too.
0: I love that. Y'all heard Kalia. So she basically said, y'all need to reevaluate y'all friends. Okay. I <laughs> y'all, like to look at look at y'all friend group. Is this where y'all, is this where you want to be? Is, are they motivating yeah. you to be something better? Do you see yourself in 10 years and your friend groups? If you don't see that, maybe you need to evaluate who you're hanging out with that. Nice. You hit that right on the nail, Kalia. And there was something else that you said that was actually very important that I want you guys, that I want to reiterate. Um, there's actually two things you said about that question you talked about how sometimes christians give advice that is not from the bible or if it is they twist it and turn it to their their advice so that fact-checking is very very important guys always either ask them or just always go back to the bible and uh or ask them you know where did where did you get that from the bible i would love to you know read it myself and understand it myself yeah i love that you said that and i also love that you said something about uh having that filter And it's funny because I actually read that in my devotion today, and I want to read a little snippet from it. It says, um, a mental filter reinforced with biblical truth is essential for Christians because it identifies things that align with God's word and rejects whatever is sinful, deceptive, unwise, or otherwise harmful for us. Since scripture is the key to knowing the Lord and following his will, we can't afford to neglect it. So if you want clarity on his perspective, go to the Bible and fill your mind with the truth that guides and guards. So I definitely wanted to read that for my devotion because it is very important to okay. have that that filter. And it's also important to know God's word because if you know his word, then you can automatically say if somebody's telling you something a coach or a counselor if they're telling you something, you can automatically be like, "Hmm, that's that's not how I remember how scripture. Yeah, and, maybe, yeah. and maybe, and sometimes they don't, they don't do it to harm you. Sometimes Christians, this they, they quote things and understand it out of context and they probably don't know themselves. So it's not always from a harmful place. They probably just don't know themselves. So maybe you can be that person for anyone listening. Maybe you can be that person to um, reiterate what they said and actually, you know, show them the truth of what the Bible yeah. said. Um, at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit is the one who helps us disguise what if we don't understand something in the bible the holy spirit is one that speaks to us to help us understand it in a way that we will understand it but also understand the actual truth of it so i love that you said that definitely guys have that mental filter always fact check and especially if somebody's telling you oh it's from the bible then you need to ask okay let's read it together so i love that you said that So my next question for you, Kalia, so, okay. So God has given us directions for wise decision-making and promises of his divine guidance. If we'll listen to him. So can you share a few ways on how you personally listen to God when making business decisions? So in other words, when you ask God for guidance, how do you hear his voice? Is it through scripture? Is it through journaling? Is it through other people? Is it audible, etc.? cetera? So do you have any tips for others seeking business, godly counsel, from God himself and hearing God's voice.
1: Yes. So first and foremost, you know, I pray before any business decision, big or small, whatever it might be, I'm asking for his wisdom and discernment. And in terms of how, you know, he can respond sometimes, honestly, it's audible where I'm like, Oh, okay. That was definitely you Lord. And sometimes I'll be like, "Mm -hmm, was that myself or was (laughs) that you, you know, but I'm like, you hear it again and you're like, okay, yeah, that was definitely you because it was only you and I talking right now. You know, other times it's through people. I would say that a lot of times I hear it through people. I just yeah, had a situation mm-hmm. even with, um, with uh, wedding planning, right. It's stressful. You know, there's a lot of decisions you got to make. There's finances involved. There's family involved. Right. So I was the other day, even I, I was praying. I was like, Lord, I, can you just please remind me that you got this? I just, I just need to remind, I know you do. I know, you know, knowledge wise, I know that, but right now I just, I really need a reminder. I kid you not five minutes later, my friend texts me and is like, Hey, okay. I just want to remind you, like God's got you, you know, wow. you're under control. You're, you're doing great. Like you're, you're moving things along. You're doing the best you can, but like God's, God's got you. And I was like, okay, that was totally the Lord. Cause I didn't tell anybody. Obviously that, wow. was, okay. me in. that was literally I was in my quiet time, just me and the Lord. And she texts me. And so then I call her and I was like, girl, you don't even know. Like, I literally was just praying about that. She's like, that's so funny. She was like, I literally was just like, it just got put in my heart. And, sh- and the Lord told me to, to text you about that. And I was like, Oh, L-O-L, but actually not really because that's so God. So a lot of times it's through other people. And I always know, because it usually happens where I just told the Lord about it. And all of a sudden one of my friends is talking about it, my, my mom or a family member. And I'm like, oh, I didn't talk to you about this. You know, this was between me and God." And so through people journaling. I'm a huge journaler because I like to like document my prayers. I like to document the season that I'm in. And so sometimes I'll even be like going back and God will reveal something to me and be like, look where I've brought you from. Right. Or here's a reminder. Here's something that I wrote down from a book I was studying or devotional I was going through, you know, so sometimes it is a devotional or, you know, it is through scripture. It's through even a podcast situations like this. Right? Um, <laughs> yes. or, or there's times where there's, Doors that God opens, that only he can open, you know, that I was praying. I was like, Lord, either shut this door or open this door or open a window. A cr- to just do something, please. And, and let <laughs> me know, let me have total peace uh, about what I'm supposed to do. But ultimately, you know, with situations and business decisions, there has to be this level of peace that passes all understanding mm-hmm. where sometimes I'm making business decisions that don't make sense. Okay. Like I've made decisions where I don't have the finances and God's like, trust me. Just be obedient, make that decision. And all of a sudden I get a brand deal or all of a sudden I get a check early that I wasn't supposed to get till later, you know, like God always provides. So I have lots of, you know, instances like that. Uh, So I would say that there's not really any one specific way that I've heard from God. And my thing for, you know, anyone here that's like, well, how do I hear better from the Lord? How do I hear his voice? You know, I would say start praying that, that God will just speak to you in any way. Like, God, just open my heart up. Keep keep your heart and your ears open to hear him speak in ways that maybe he never has before, but it's not necessarily that he hasn't wanted to, but maybe you haven't been listening. That's the hard truth. Yep, like sometimes the, truth. the Lord is speaking and we're not quiet enough or still enough to hear him speaking. And so I would say, you know, something I pray all the time is like, Lord, um, keep my heart open, keep my ears open. If there's a way that you're trying to speak to me, let me not be the, the blockade that that hinders you from saying what you want to say or revealing something to me that you want to reveal. You know, I never want to miss what he's trying to say because I'm so busy trying to lean on my own strength and understanding. So I would say, you know, be praying God, you know, give me fresh vision, give me fresh perspective, speak to me in new ways, show up for me in new ways. Like I want to hear you better. I want to, I want to be more inclined to, to hear you through a friend or to hear you through journaling, whatever it is like, maybe you've only ever heard the Lord like through scripture and you're like, Lord, can I, I want to hear like your audible voice, right? Like it says, like, we can ask when we come to the Lord and we ask, right. And, and we ask in faith, like God, God will speak, right? Like we yes. can be like, Lord, I want to hear you. I want to hear you better. I want to hear you more. I want to hear you in new ways. God's not going to be like, mm-hmm, no, <laughs> no, thank you, son or daughter. No, thanks. So that's kind of how I do that. But there really never is one way. And I try and just pray every day, Lord, Uh, Let me be open to any way that you want to speak to me.
0: I love that, Kalia. And one thing I also want to say to anybody who is listening is that um, just because, you know, Kalia or me, we hear God's maybe audible voice or we hear him through, um, because to me, God speaks to me in numbers. So like if I, I'll pray and then I'll hear a number in my head and I go to that, I go to that page in the Bible and Mm -hmm. it's literally what I needed to know. It answers my questions. And what I want to tell people is that God knows how to speak to you in a way that you will understand. And yeah. I always like to bring the story of Moses and the burning bush into that. And yes. in the simplest forms is, um, Moses you know he God got his attention with a a bush that was on fire but was not burning up now had that been me if I see if I seen a bush on fire honestly I would not stop I'd be like oh that bush is on fire and I'd keep walking because God knows that would not get my attention Mm -hmm. however he knows that I'm a numbers person for some reason I just love numbers I love analytics I love numbers so he speaks to me through numbers because he knows that's going to get my attention like I'll be if I'm if I'm worried about something all of a sudden I'll see a number on like a tv or the time and it has to correlate with A number that I'm familiar with, and then I'll go to the Bible and I answer my question. He knows that with Moses, he knows he's been in the desert for so many years. He knows it's kind of weird that a bush is on fire but it's not burning up, so that caught his attention. So just be mindful, guys. Like Kayeulia said, you can. You ask God, you know, to speak to you in a way that you will understand. Trust me, he knows how to get your attention. Yes. To some people, audible voice might scare them and God doesn't want to scare you. To some people, yeah. he speaks to you in your dreams. I can't remember my dreams. So he's not going to speak to me in my dreams. So just ask him to speak to uh, he's going to speak to you in a way you understand. But you also have to ask, and what Kaylea also said, you have to be willing to listen and have mm-hmm. faith that he will answer you. Because if you're praying and you already have the mindset, like, oh, he's not going to listen, or like He's not going to speak to me well honey that's that's why you can't hear him because yeah. you, you automatically set that mindset yes. you know you have that human mindset you're not thinking spiritually that he's going to yeah. answer you back so thank you kelly i love that you answered that on a nail yeah. All right so, okay so my next question okay so um the influencer marketing business has grown over the past few years and everyone named mama okay want to be an yep. influencer today <laughs> um so being an influencer coach you focused on helping influencers monetize their digital influence through brand partnerships. However, have you ever personally ever had to turn down a brand because it did not align with God's will for you at the time, or it either compromised your faith? If so, what was your response to the brand? And if anybody else in the audience has that, if they're, if you're thinking about working with the brand or not, but you know, they don't align with your faith. Uh, maybe Kalia, listen to what Kalia has to say, because I'm pretty sure she's going to have good advice on this. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, yes. Many times before I have declined, I would say about, honestly, 85 to 90% of partnership opportunities that come my way don't align with my brand. I don't have peace about promoting them and I turn them down. Nice. It is a very small percentage that I'm actually accepting. And you're going to see show up on my Instagram page, you know, it, uh, and it really differs in, in the reason, you know, sometimes it's because of the actual product. Like literally I've been asked before, I think like three or four times, which I was like, first of all, did I post something for them to ask me if I want <laughs> to this? It was literally not to be TMI, but it was like for vibrators, and I was like, "Wow, Yo. wow!" I was like, "What did I post?" Like, that like that I'm looking my content. Yeah. <laughs> I was so butthurt that I even got that email because I was just like, I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> um, so I've gotten things like that. Obviously, I'm not going to be promoting that. You know, sometimes it's not necessarily the product, but it's because of what the brand stands for that yes. don't align with my morals and values. Being a Christian it doesn't align with my belief system or other times. It's simply because, you know, I, I really can't see myself buying the product or the service or whatever with my own money. That's a huge filter that I use. Like what I actually use my car to buy this product. If not, I'm not going to be posting about it. Right. The foundation. Yeah. So, so all in all, I have a really high vetting process for collabs and the ones that I end up taking on, they're in total alignment with my brand and my belief system. And I would, you know, buy them with my own money, but usually in terms of like, okay, well, well, how do I navigate that? Honestly, I have templated responses. I say, you know, Hey, whatever the, the person is that reached out to me, their name. I'm like, you know, thank you so much for reaching out to me and extending the opportunity to work together. However, I'm going to have to kindly decline because this partnership doesn't align with my personal brand. Um, and I wouldn't feel comfortable promoting it. You know, thank you again for reaching out, wishing you all the best sign off. And I literally leave it at that. I have never had a problem with that. Awesome. Never had a problem. No one's like, oh, I can't bore it. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> nobody wants you to promote their product if you don't feel aligned with it, right? Because exactly. that's the You know, people can smell... Do to a mile away, and they're gonna exactly. be like, mm-hmm, "Yeah, that doesn't really work with them." So that's kind of what I'll say. And and I actually, with this conversation, I wanted to bring up uh, one of the partnerships I do have that is a little bit more taboo in Christian culture. So I've had a long term partnership with a bra company, and yes. I've gotten probably three or four messages about this. You know, how do you? And very kind ones, but like, okay, how do you feel about you know working with a bra company as a Christian? Wow. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. So here's my thing. Before I ever took on this partnership, I kid you not, on the topic of godly counsel, talked to my family about it. My mom and my dad, I sat down with them, I showed them the content brief. I I talked to them about, you know, maybe pros and cons of working with them. And then I talked to some of my friends about it too, because I wanted their wisdom and their advice. Mm -hmm. Ultimately. We I agree to take on the partnership because I could get behind the mission of the brand. That mission is they're not aiming to promote like super provocative, sexy images, your boobs all hanging out. Like I mean, literally in their content briefs, they say we do not want sexual images. We are looking for lifestyle content that shows like it's about loving yourself, loving your body, being comfortable in your own skin, being confident in yourself, right? Like that's their mission. So they wanted lifestyle content. Like I always have pants on mm-hmm. when I'm in the bra. Usually they want a transition of like, okay, here's what the bra looks like, and then here's what it looks like underneath clothes. Like it's not like, oh, turn on bras. You know, like yeah. it's not like that. And that's not the content that they were wanting. And so, you know, I still have boundaries with what I was promoting. Like sometimes they want, you know, they they wanted me to do a push-up bra and I just didn't feel comfortable with that. It wasn't even that it was like lacy, super, you know, but mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? They sent it to me. I, I told them I'd try it. Okay. I, didn't walk, I was like, mm, this is a little bit, it's a little pushing it. It's pushing it and things that are pushing it for me. I just say no to, because I don't want to walk any gray lines, especially with me promoting and especially being like an influencer. And I really see like, I'm an ambassador for Christ. Right. Like I don't want anything to be like, mm, what is she doing? Right. Mm-hmm. And then my next, my thing to that is personally, like I don't, I don't think I've ever to this point posted a bikini photo, not that I'm against them. I just personally didn't. Honestly, it came more from not the fact that it was, Oh, bikini. It was more from a lack of confidence in like my own body and my own. Got it. And so I'm not against bikini photos, but I've never posted one of those. And and for me, my boundary with that is like, I don't do thongs. I'm not going to do underwear. But I might, you know, maybe I'm a honeymoon. I'll be out here in a bikini photo. Yeah. You might see it. Okay, I'm married, you know. So you might see it out there. You know, nothing I'm against that. But like thongs, the booty pictures, the a lot of cleavage, right? Or that's just that was a boundary for me. And I'm not, you know, they were fine with, you know, they're like, no, totally understand. We don't want that kind of content. We're looking for a lifestyle. So ultimately, I was okay with taking that on. Now there could be other people that have strong convictions against that. That's okay, right? Like there are some people that are Christians, and you know they they have posted like they work you know with a lot of bikini companies, and some people would say that's taboo, and they're totally you know. So you also got to like partner with the Holy Spirit. Like I don't just partner; I'm partnering with the Holy Spirit. Like Lord, you know how can I do this in a way that's tasteful that still is not like oh what the heck is going on? And again, the messages that I've received have been genuinely from people that are like I've actually been approached by a bra company, and I really love them. I love their mission and. You know, I want I'm a Christian too, like, and I don't know how you know. So they're asking me for godly counsel and wisdom. And I'm sharing, but ultimately I always in those conversations with but this is between you and God. This is between you and the Holy spirit. Like you have your personal convictions. You know, there are some people that are Christians and they don't feel comfortable ever posting any alcohol on their page. You'll see me every once in a while with a glass of wine or a margarita. Right. Because I believe moderation. I believe like, you know, drinking is a sin. I think drunkenness, right. And excess is a sin. I don't think me having a margarita with my tacos on a Friday night, you know, is necessarily a sin, right? Exactly. Drunkenness, right. That's what the word says. And so We all have our convictions. There are some people that might struggle with that. And so that's not something that they're going to take on, you know? So we got to really evaluate not just, okay, it's black or it's white. Sometimes it's my convictions are different than your convictions. Your story is different than my story. Ask for wisdom, ask for that godly counsel, and ultimately make sure that the call that you end up making. You have total peace about, and this was something I had total peace about. So I wanted to bring that up because it's more quote unquote taboo, right? For yeah. me a bra sponsor, um, but just kind of you know how I've navigated, you know, whether or not I said yes or no to that brand. I love that. I love how you
0: used uh, like a taboo subject when it comes to, I mean, honestly, I never even thought of it as a taboo subject from a Christian perspective. So it's, I love that you brought that up because some people who are Christians may look at that and like, oh, I've been approached by a bra company, but you know, yeah. I, I don't want other people to think like, oh, well, how can a Christian wear a bra? And the bra is the most natural thing in the world. I'm gonna say, so to me, I, that's I, I love that you shared that as an example. And i love how you uh you know you use not only godly counsel but you obviously um you, um, you sought the counsel around you that also align with god so uh yeah. thank you for sharing that story that's very very informative hopefully anybody who's listening to that um if you are um, in touch with a brand and you are uncomfortable with what they're asking you like kaylee said well one if you're uncomfortable then it should just be a nowhere off the bat uh, yeah. Don't I don't care if they're offering you like ten thousand dollars. If you guys actually listen to my last episode, I actually did it with a, another influencer, um, Isis, and she talked about turning down a brand for ten thousand dollars because she talked about faith in her video, and they didn't want her to talk about faith. And she was like, "Oh well, yeah, you guys reached out to me. I'm a faith-based." content creator. So, you know, so I don't want you guys to think it's not about the worldly stuff. It's about at the end of the day, like how you feel. And if it if it does not sit right with you, that's the Holy Spirit within you saying like, no, this is not for you. So I love that you shared that. Keep and I love your bra content. Like (laughs) it's like it does not come off distasteful. It doesn't come off because there's a difference between like for example the brand like Savage X Fenty. They kind of promote more sexiness and things like that. Mm -hmm. Where Your the the bra that uh brand that you work with um it's it's a different, like uh you know, different approach to it, even though like Savage Fenty, I like some of their stuff, but I also love how it's a different approach as well,
1: yes. And I would say, like, you know, like our sexuality, it's not bad. I want to reiterate too, like, thank you, bad at all. I'm not saying, oh my gosh, like, I just can't be sexy because. You know, like we get purity culture, modesty culture, right? Oh my that's Very, very harmful to us. So like, yes. listen, I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. I'm very, co- you know what I mean? But there are some things that I'm going to reserve for my husband. Exactly. That are things that I'm okay with personally, you know, doing on Instagram. You know what I mean? And so I have yes. boundaries for that, but I just want to reiterate, like being sexy, sexy and like having your sexual, like that's not a bad thing. Hey, at thank all. you for saying that. Okay? Yes. So just Yeah, I got to reiterate because I love that topic too. But there's a time and place, and, and only you can evaluate those boundaries. But those boundaries should still be in alignment with the word, right? Because exactly. that's ultimately the truth. But don't be afraid to ask questions about that. So just know, like I, I didn't take it on. I'm like being sexy is bad, or you know, this, that, and the, oh, we just only ever can, you know, we gotta always just watch out what men are gonna think. And that's the only reason modesty, you know, we get modesty culture. No, oh, no, that's no. a whole nother topic, girl. <laughs> a whole nother topic. So just know, you know, that's not at all where I'm coming from. It's just I got boundaries for Instagram and what I have peace about on there, but definitely also very comfortable with my sexuality, but that's preserved for future husband. (laughs) Thank you, thank you for sharing that girl. Okay, so last question I wanna ask you. Um,
0: Okay, so what's your favorite scripture on seeking godly counsel and how do you represent that scripture as an influencer coach?
1: Yeah, so I have a few on this one, but the one that I I was really meditating on that is always like a punch in the gut because I don't know if anyone knows about the Enneagram. I'm an Enneagram eight. I'm very strong-willed, very like, I need to be in control. I like it, you know, I'm very like, I'm very organized, like it to be a certain way. You know, that's kind of my personality type. And you know, I don't wanna say, I like to think I'm a healthier eight, so I'm not my way or the highway person. (laughs) But I still like to lean on myself. You know what I mean? I still like to be the one in control. And so the one that really resonates with me always is Proverbs 12, 15. It says, fools think their own way is right. But the wise listen to others. And I'm like, dang, I'm a fool sometimes because I'm like, nah, I'm good. I know what's I know what's good. Okay. But you know, I, that's why it's so important. Like surround yourself with people that are gonna sharpen you like iron, right? Yeah. That are gonna tell me not just what I need to hear, or not just what I want to hear, but what I need to hear, you know. And and so, you know, I, I wanna be willing, I wanna have a heart that's willing to be wrong and willing to be corrected, right? Disciplined by the Lord, but then also corrected by the accountability and the iron that I've surrounded myself with. And not just think like, you know, fools think their own way is right. Like, which is so true. We think, oh yeah, we're good. We got it. We can take care of it. But the wise wise people listen to others. And unfortunately, I think that there's like two types of people in the world. They're the people that are really, really good at heeding wisdom. And they're like, oh, someone told me not to do it. So I'm just not going to do that. I was always the opposite rebellious one because I was like, you told me not to. Now I definitely am. Yeah. <laughs> and I would figure it out for myself. Right. I figured out the hard way. So this verse always convicts me in the best way of like, I think my own way is right. And that's foolish, but I want to be wise. And I want to listen to the godly counsel that I've put in my life. And I'd be a fool to just listen to myself and not listen to them too, you know, and not listen to the Lord ultimately. I love
0: that. Thank you so much for sharing that, Kalia. First of all, thank you so much for just being on my podcast once again. Um, so before we end this podcast, Kalia, how can somebody who is look, how can somebody work with you? They, this is somebody's listening is probably wanting to get into influencer marketing. They want to work with their dream brands. They want to do it the right way and they want to seek you out. So what's the best way to get in touch with you? And do you have anything, any service, any program that you're doing right now to take somebody from Uh, who's starting out in influencer marketing and reaching, um, working out with their, you know, dream dream
1: brand. Yeah, yeah. So I would love to connect with you over Instagram. My handle's at Nicole with two E's at the end. And send me a DM. Like if you're listening to this right now and you're like, hey, I'm super interested in like hearing more about how, you know, you're helping influencers, shoot me a DM. I do have a course that I offer that we open up doors to about two or three times a year. And we're getting ready to open up doors again soon, right before the wedding. And so shoot me a DM and I can get you on the wait list for that. We can kind of chat about what I offer in that. But it is over 20 hours of content on really how to turn this from wow, I think that'd be really cool. And I, I do great at it too. You know, you making good money, really great money from it, working with your dream brands. And the biggest thing that I teach in my course is how to do partnerships from integrity and excellence. So, you know, we gonna do it God's way. And it's not exactly. that I'm pushing Christianity down anybody's throat, cause we got, you know, in, into, in, we have people from all walks of life, all, you know, different value systems, belief systems. And I love that. I love that so much. And, but ultimately like everything that is in Intuin is founded on biblical principles and principles on like what the word says about leadership and, and partnership and collaboration, right? So you're going to get a lot of that in Intuin and we have a fun time in there. It's a fun community. We have almost a hundred girls in that community. Now we got a Facebook group all together. And so I would love to connect with you about that. Feel free to shoot me a DM if you're listening to that. And that's something that you're interested in because I'd love to get you in there, possibly even before the doors open. Oh, y'all me. see that? Y'all Wait see me. that?
0: <laughs> so you guys heard it from Kaylia herself. If you are interested in becoming an influencer or you are an influencer now, but you just cannot seem to get the brand deals of your dream, the brands that you would really love to work with. Maybe you don't know how to reach out to them or pitch to them, or maybe you just need right. help with, you know, developing the content that's gonna get you noticed, anywhere along those lines. Kaylea is the person to go to. She's been doing this for a while now. I mean, you can even just look at the testimonials that girls say about her. Um, if you want to even like look through her stories, like she's always, um, there's all these people promoting her. She has amazing content. Her reels are really good. So <laughs> listen, you. like sign up for her. Um, she has actually I signed up to your, your, uh, newsletter. She, you, she always sends really good emails with very good advice. It's not like just emails that like you want to throw away in the trash. These are emails that literally (laughs) make you want to open them and you learn something from that email. So sign up for her, uh, her newsletter. I guarantee you guys will not regret it. Well, thank you so much, Kaylea, for coming on the scripture stories and strategies podcast. And I'm going to leave it off here. I'm going to say bye to
1: you guys. Kaylee, do you have any last words you want to say to the audience? Yes. Thank you again for having me. And I would just say y'all like, as you're listening to this, you know, I hope that you took away a lot of great nuggets and can learn from, you know, some of the mistakes that I've made and some of the things that have worked really well. But ultimately, you know, as as you're looking for that godly counsel, always just always stand on the word, always stand on the word in terms of who you allow to be in that inner circle of life, whose voices that you're listening to keep fact checking with the word. um, But just know like the Lord wants to speak to you. He wants to like the biggest and and best decision I ever made in my business was partnering with the Lord in business. So yes, it's important to seek godly counsel. Yes. It's important to like, you know, have advice. that's like rooted in the word, but ultimately like the best advice you're ever going to get is straight from the Lord himself. Okay. So make sure that as you're pursuing, you know, marketplace ministry, you're pursuing business, entrepreneurship, even maybe you're working a nine to five, whatever you're doing right now and whatever season of life you're in, whatever walk of life, uh, career that you're in, always, always partner with the Lord, be in constant collaboration with him and truly you will always find success when you do it that way.
0: Yes, I have to 100% agree with Kaylee. I just said, I literally have nothing to add to that. Everything she said is 100% 100% the truth that is your foundation. And for anybody who is an entrepreneur and you're starting your own business and you want to infuse more Christianity within your brand, honestly start with the word of God, start by prayer, start by building yes. a relationship because you can't build a faith-based brand if you don't know anything about the word, if you don't know anything yep. about Jesus, nothing about God, you can't you can't do it and you can't help somebody else um see That's you right. as a guide to to God. So um, thank you once again, Kalia, so much. Thank you, everybody, again for listening. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Do you feel that? That heat? That fuel? Girl, that's that faith fuel, and I pray you use the fuel and lessons learned today in this episode and apply them to your personal life and business journey. Feel free to screenshot this episode and share a business lesson you learned and will now be incorporating in your business. Don't forget to tag me, okay, at The Marketing Profit, so I'm notified and we can talk more about how you're going to apply those lessons to your business strategy in the DMs. It would also mean so much to me to reach all the faith-based entrepreneurs who want to infuse God within their business journey, but in order to do that, I need your help to get the word out. I would love if you'd comment rate and subscribe to this podcast in order to help me reach those girls and share these biblical business strategies let them know what they're missing okay don't tell them I can turn water into wine but let them know I can turn scriptures and stories into applicable and action-packed business strategies thank you so much faith field friend and I will talk to you in my next episode have a blessed day